Well, welcome to the More Than Sunday podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Glen Ellen. Today, we are joined by a couple of members of the congregation, Dave Buckley and Steve Norvid. And we're going to talk a bit today about developing Christian community. Now, as you guys know, over the course of the summer, we are trying to help everyone in the congregation find a place of meaningful Christian community and find a place of service in the congregation to engage in Christian ministry. So our goal really is that when Labor Day comes around, every person at First Press can look at their calendars and identify a clear place where they're going to be engaging in those two things. My general sense is that we carry as Jesus followers a belief that these two things are important. We know that as people who follow Jesus Christ, that he wants us to enter into meaningful Christ-centered relationships, and he wants us to use our gifts in ministry. But I think often we can get stuck with the question, well, how do I do that? What does that actually look like? And sometimes people have a a theology problem and don't really understand that to be a Jesus follower means to engage in Christian community and to use their gifts in Christian ministry. Sometimes people have an attitude problem. Uh, Sometimes people have a conceptual problem. Uh, What does this actually do? Somebody, just like Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, somebody needs to teach me how to engage in ministry or how to engage in Christian community. Sometimes people have a calendar problem. They don't have an attitude problem. They don't have a theology problem. They have a calendar problem. So one of our goals in this podcast is just to tell stories of people who are engaged in Christ-centered Christian community, also engaged in places of ministry in the church. And let's just help each other this summer kind of figure out, how do we do this uh, together? So Dave and Steve, thanks for being willing to be with us and share about what this looks like in your lives. Let's start with the why question. Why do you guys intentionally engage in Christ-centered relationships? Well, uh, it's important to me. Uh, I felt that for being in community is really like being family. Uh, and so this is the, instead of my family under my roof or my extended family or my heritage, this is my family of God. And it actually allows me to learn from other people who are walking and following Jesus. And that allows me to kind of absorb some things, give some things, chew on some things, and uh, actually grow my faith and, and my commitment to being a Christ follower and, and walking in a way that allows me to shine Jesus on a regular basis. And uh, I don't have that power within me. Mm. Obviously that's uh, mm. God's spirit of being in me, but that's also uh, my connection to community and the people who are walking alongside me. They allow me to be my best me. Mm. Steve, how would you answer the, the why question? Why this is important to you? Why you make it a point to engage in it? I think we all have friendships that go deep and long with, uh, with everybody. Um, the, the chance that I get to be alongside Christ followers uh, on a Saturday in, in a men's group is just such a different real way uh, to grow in my faith and to be around and learn from others. Uh, and that's just something you can't gain uh, with other friends and other relationships you have. So, so getting that, deepening that, learning that, and then being that different Christ follower and having a different light when I go back and share that with others um, outside that circle um, is a huge impact. Beautiful thing. Mm. We both talked about the impact that participating in um, a group brings to your lives and and to your faith. And Steve, you mentioned men and Saturday morning. Um, Tell us about your group, um, when you meet, where you meet, 
how many folks are, are in the group and what you actually do when you get together. I don't know if you have a secret sauce here that uh, we're going to ask you to reveal, but put some flesh on this. Kind of bring the, the person who's listening into the room with you and, and uh, describe what's going on. Sure. So we started meeting uh, probably 15 years ago when Steve and I first came to First Press. Uh, one of the pastors at the time started a small group Saturday morning, 730. Uh, it's to uh, sit and read a, read a book during the week, a chapter, two chapters, not uh, trying to uh, read a book a week or anything like that. We maybe do three books over nine months, uh, and then we discuss it. Um, and so we've been meeting for 15 years. Uh, there's only maybe two or three of us that have been still part of that group, so it's kind of morphed and changed. We have anywhere from six to 12 guys on a Saturday morning. Uh, our group is pretty uh, flex and comfortable. Uh, come when you can, read when you can, come without reading, because the conversation is more important than what you read to participate and hear what other people are saying and then kind of give your own ideas and thoughts about that and hear yourself talk things out. Lots of times we learn about ourselves when you actually talk about what we're thinking. Um, and so I think it's been a great thing. Uh, we, we are iron sharpening iron uh, that Proverbs talks about. Uh, and I think it's been unique in that we have grown to be guys who have young kids, guys who are retired, guys who are in the you know strong part of their career and kids are in high school or college. The group has just been a, a blessing, I think, to most who are in it that you aren't just meeting with people who are just like you. And it allows a lot of different opinions and thoughts coming in in stages of life. And it helps uh, everybody grow. Um, remembering what you did when you had young kids and for people with young kids going, and this is kind of how I need to look at what life is in front of me. And I think uh, what we've read has really challenged us. Uh, some of the books have been meaningful that we refer back to. They're kind of like our mantra of sorts. Uh, I use the phrase, be the best me I can be. That's from a book that we read. Um, and so uh, those are great things to carry on a daily basis, that you have those things that uh, help you stay centered and focused and, and really, you know, following after Jesus. Steve, Dave described, uh, we read a book, we come together, we talk about it. Um, I think I did that in grad school, and uh, I was always looking at the clock for when is this, this going to be over. Uh, tell me about the the discussion that happens in the, in the room, is it, is it fun? Is it academic? Is it kind of, uh, you know, ethereal and conceptual? What's going on as you guys talk about uh, these books? Cause I think book discussion, you know, is a pretty general term. What's it feel like in the room? Yeah. So, uh, there's a number of, uh, small groups out there that, that do Bible studies and that's fantastic. But our group focuses on really just different Christian topics a lot about, about just men, growth, and family. And that's just a different way to go through and broaden your, uh, your faith. And I call it the springboard group because um, it's challenging for a lot of people to start into a, a Bible study if they don't, haven't even read the Bible before or been involved with that kind of a group. Our group really brings um, just core Christian topics and struggles um, to the table. And, and the book discussion is a way for us to kind of get in and get deep into areas that either we, we struggle with or, or we've struggled and succeeded with that we can share with others. 
um, it's it's been just a really meaningful group and time to be able to do that around people who gain different perspectives and again deepen your own faith and be that person <laughs> to help deepen others in other areas that that they were struggling. In. Both of you uh, talked about this group helping you kind of be the man you want to be. Uh, what would be some areas that you would point to and say I'm a better this because of this? Uh, men's group because I spend time with these guys on Saturday morning. I can see that it's making a difference in this area of my life. Anything come to mind that you would say, yep, this is where I see the sacrifice I'm making of time on Saturday morning to be with these men. I reap what I sow in this other area of my life because I invest with these guys. I I hope that it's an across the board answer, Uh, but in meaningful ways, I think just person in front, um, I'm able to, not just deepen the relationships in our tight group, which I value more than any other friend relationship I have, but I'm then able to be a better person, a better friend to my other groups of friends. And I can be open uh, to when I have conversations with them to get at deeper levels than we had before. Dave, how about for you? Uh, So trying to talk maybe on a practical level of something that uh, I've applied. Um, one of the books we read talked about that uh, we're all uh, uniquely made. And so there is no pattern that I have to follow or be like, whether that's how I should pray, where I should pray, how long I should pray, what, what I should pray about, or um, should I have a quiet time in the morning? Should I have a quiet time at night? Uh, should I be walking while I do it? Should I be kneeling at my bed while I do it? Well, we're all made differently. So the important thing is that we have that relationship and we're finding that time. But how you do it, I'm more a music person. I'm more do things when I walk. I walk the dog for four miles in an hour, and that's time for me to reflect and and do some of that interaction with with Jesus. Uh, I'm not a wake up at four in the morning and, you know, get this before the day. And so that's okay. But sometimes we think we have to fit a certain mold or certain pattern to then be successful as a Christian. Really, I need to be successful with how God made me and how I'm wired and what uh, I'm diligent about. So that's a practical way of how the group has helped. That's great. Hey, as we wrap up here, uh, I'd love to have you both kind of talk to the fence sitter. You know, you both said yes to being in a group for the very first time at some point in your lives. Maybe it's been so long ago. You're like, <laughs> Being a part of a Christian community has just been a part of my faith for a long, long time, and it's hard to remember that. But if you were in a room with someone who said, I, I kind of get it, I hear you talking about it, I kind of want it, I've never done it uh, before, what would you say to that person? Um, what would you tell them? I'll just say I, I, it was a long time ago that I got the first nudge to, to join a small group. And I still remember the fear involved with that and the hesitation. Uh, and it was, it was a challenge. But the response that I took to uh, was really the beginning of, of a journey that really started the transformation. Prior to that, um, you're just not an active participant. It's, it's there, but it's dormant. Uh, but the response to that question and, and commitment to being a part of a group of other believers and followers that, that want to be in that same boat growing together was, is, is, and continues to be the, the, the transformational piece of, of the faith. And it's been a, a slow, steady journey, uh, frustratingly slow in a lot of areas, but, uh, 
getting on that uh, on that on that journey in that way uh, takes that that challenge and response. Dave, what would you say to the person who does not yet have that group of people alongside them in their journey? Yeah, so I, I would say uh, we all sit on fences for lots of things, whether that's uh, getting married or having kids or changing jobs. Um, we all try to weigh, is this worth it or what's the benefit or where does this put me in life? Um, and so uh, if anyone's on the fence thinking about a small group and, and joining, Steve used the word nudge. That is one of the words that our group has kind of brought into our daily conversation. If you're thinking about it, then I feel God's spirit is talking to you. And that's a nudge that's happening. And I think we only get better as Christians when we follow God's spirit's leading in our life. And so if uh, you're thinking about it, like many things, you have to take the step. And that's the leap of faith for all of us. There's no guarantees on anything, but when you take that leap, then you're pleasantly surprised about how God shows up. That's great. Well, for those folks who are listening to this and finding themselves in Dave and Steve's words here and saying, you know, I kind of want this. I'm not sure what to do next. Let me just um, give you a couple of encouragements. The first thing to do is just raise your hand. Raise your hand by uh, reaching out to one of your pastors, reaching out to the church office, email smallgroups at firstpressge.org and say, hey, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I kind of want this. Can you you help me? Because it really is the job of the church community to help people find places of meaningful Christian community. Those of you who are already in a small group and you're listening to this, I'd encourage you to think about, are there people that you could reach out to, to join your Christian community? Are there people that you know, couples or individuals that you would say, boy, if this person uh, does not already have a place of meaningful Christian community, we want to invite them to be a part of, of this community. Over the course of the summer, we're going to tell more of these stories. You'll hear about people who are engaged in ministry and people who are engaged in Christ-centered relationships. And our hope and our prayer is that by the time that Labor Day comes, you will be able to look at your calendar and say, right there, right there is where I'm investing in Christian community and where I'm participating in Christian ministry. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the More Than Sunday podcast.